When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 92 of Star Wars and Scotch. Today is the episode where Tim and I yell because one of the most exciting things of the future is indefinitely delayed, but we'll talk about that in a moment because I'm super pissed about I'm it. so sad. Yeah. Gutted. Absolutely gutted. So... just pour one out for the homies i poured one into my coffee cup oh because fuck them that's why anyway uh uh welcome to episode 92 before we get going obviously we hope you're uh uh drinking oh there's the camera drinking uh some king's coast coffee this morning uh what you always have a fun concoction so what did did you make oh so i uh decided to make some cold brew at home so i used our summer swell which is our our summer uh, roast that we do, and it's really good. It's really it's a it's a really fun flavor. It's light. It kind of it's kind of fruity. It's juicy, and it tastes really good as a cold brew. And so I made a couple batches of that. So I put and it it pairs really well with almond milk. So I put a splash of almond milk in there just to kind of kind of bring out some of the notes. And here we are. So iced coffee, homemade. Very and nice. if you would like to make homemade ice brew, uh, uh, cold brew, we have cold brew kits over at kingscoastcoffee.com. So you could be Listening to Star Wars and Scotch and sipping on your own cold brew iced coffee, head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com. Kingscoastcoffee.com. Also, Kona uh, on Friday. Don't forget yeah. that. People want that. Kona is out on Friday, and it will go fast. Dude, people, don't, the... people don't know the, the knowledge behind, behind Kona that, that Wayne has been dropping on the TikTok. No, did, you know, been... did you know that for people to call their coffee Kona... It only needs 10% of the Kona coffee to be in there. That's it. 10% of the overall bag must contain Kona coffee for you to put Kona on your bag. Which means they fill it with filler beans, and then you completely lose the point of why you're drinking Kona, but they mark the price up anyway. Mm -hmm. But we're giving 100% Kona, and 100% Kona is such an interesting flavor. It's... It's almost like a wine. It's desserty. You can't like I, I can't drink like a big cup of it. I have to do it in like small cups. I actually last time I made espresso out of it, 
Ooh, I didn't try that because we like yeah. some sometimes we get really lucky and the guys will send us some of the special coffees. And when I got spent when I, when they sent us uh, Kona last time, I was like really careful with it. I made sure that every time that I made it, I gave it as much respect as I could. And so I was kind of worried that it would be disrespectful to put in the espresso maker. But now that Kevin did it, I'm gonna do it too. No, I did it. It's fine. Espresso Perfect. is not no like if you. If you take Jamaican Blue Mountain and you put it in there, you put Jamaican in like your coffee maker. Yeah, I'd say that's disrespectful. But for Kona, it was a nice like. It yeah. was very like yeah, like you said, like a after aperitif situation. I don't know. It was, it was mm. good. I enjoyed right. it. But yeah, Sick. all depends on the harvest on how much we get because that determines how much Kings Coast gets. So yep. if we get more than we anticipate, owners get to suck on some too. But anyway, Kings Coast coffee dot com while we are 35 35 days away from andor um Ooh. yeah it's it's weird because i'm still like reeling from obi-wan i'm ready right for more andor. star wars like it, it I, honestly it's been kind of boring for me i keep saying it though like the the end of august going into september is going to be crazy because i'm gonna have to keep up with three shows every week for I think the crossover is like five weeks or something like that because yeah. Andor and, and House of the Dragon come out the same week and then two weeks later is is Rings of Power. I've been getting later. caught up in my shows or my my backlog to make sure like I I have time. So like Amy and I have been watching uh, the Terminal List. So we're we're almost done with that. That's on Amazon. Really really good. Chris Pratt he just freaking kills it, dude. Uh, we also we finished up Stranger Things. We finished up The Boys. I'm just trying to like make sure like all of those like awesome shows that everyone's been talking about. I still need to finish like Miss Marvel. I haven't even started that yet, uh, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. We're almost done with Hawkeye, and then we're gonna jump into Moon Knight and then Miss Marvel. And then Ooh. oh man, you're, you oh you are in for a ride. Mm-hmm. I know. Fantastic. I know, and then but you're almost caught up because it's funny though because during was it last year you had just started your Marvel journey? Uh, 2020 was. So like during pandemic, down, okay. I was like, I'm yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, and uh, you were you were almost Endgame caught up when we went to go see Multiverse of Madness. You had like a, a couple. I was Spider-Mans caught up on the movies. Yeah, I was caught up on the movies. Well, no, I watched both Spider Mans the day before, so I was caught up on the movies. Now yeah. all I need to see is Love and Thunder. So once it hits Disney Plus, I'll, I'll watch. That's it. what I'm waiting for. It's like I I know people are saying it's a good movie, but it wasn't something that I was like, I've got to see this. Well, again, even Taika and everyone said like just. Take the movie. It's fun. There's no huge. Yeah. Yeah. I just want it's a fun Thor movie. Breaking movie. So. But that's how but... Ragnarok was. Ragnarok was just a fun movie to watch. So good. Mm. Uh, Ragnarok fleshed out Valkyrie really well, though. Yes. And it had Odin's death, which was kind of important. To a little sad. Um, so, uh, uh, spoilers. Um, comic-con came and went and on the subject of marvel marvel got its its roadmap and then some which i'm shocked i thought they would do that at d23 but i guess comic-con is is the place to do that yeah um dc didn't do shit again which they announced a couple well no that's not true they uh they showed off uh shazam Shazam trailer that looks really good honestly oh come on that looks fun i i like shazam don't get me wrong i'm into it but it's like yeah, I, at this point, I just can't. I can't take them seriously anymore. They already they um, already showed off the Black Adam trailer with the rock, so like that, it looks, looks great, great. But they showed off like two months ago. So and then Henry Cavill no showed at his panel. I didn't know that. Oh, 
that's everyone's like superman's coming back we're finally gonna get justice league and black adam will be there what was it where's april was only only... Rumor? oh i know yeah. it was a rumor but he was supposed to be there but still he no showed for his panel was he even in the country I don't know. Weird. I follow him on Instagram, but it's just hot pictures of him that I look at all the time. So I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I will look I like him one day. But anyway, so uh, yeah, nothing for Star Wars, which is no shock to us because we were pretty sure that the next Star Wars drop would be D23. Yeah. Uh, they don't really talk about Star Wars stuff because Star Wars has its own event. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really no reason for Star Wars stuff to come up at, at Comic-Con. So anyone who's celebration like, was kind of a... Anyways, so there's so many people though that are like, "Why is there no new Star Wars information at Comic Con?" I'm like, they haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, person not paying attention. Um, but uh, uh, you know, there were some panels and some information dropped uh, at the event, but nothing like nothing was announced. Um, so uh, uh, Pedro Pascal and Katie Sackhoff um, already discussing their future, their characters' futures for Mando Three, and Pedro said. If he is stepping into a leadership position, he's reluctant to do so. I don't think that there's anything more interesting than a character being forced into discovering what they're capable of and who they are. That part has been really fun. Also, from my point of view, there's so many searchable ways to find the tonality of that. I just tried to achieve the subtlety of that kind of character development. Um, that's from Star Wars Newsnet. So, I mean, that kind of confirms that he's not like giving up the dark saber in episode one. Um, and that there is going to be this sort of political struggle because by right, yeah. and by law, it's he him. is the ruler of Mandalore. Yeah. So, uh, so there is, there actually is an interesting breakdown of it though, where she, where he isn't actually man Mandalore though. Oh, is there? Well, so I, we, we've talked about it a couple of times where people are like, well, how does that work? If, I think you and I have talked about it before when, when Sabine actually handed it to him mm-hmm. or handed it to, to, uh, to Bo, like that wasn't, that's not right because it has to be by combat. And so the last person to disarm the, the wielder of the dark saber by combat is actually Ahsoka. Last person to wield the dark saber by combat. Because it was so- Maul. Okay. Yeah. Right? Didn't Maul? Didn't Maul whip out the dark saber? And didn't she? Didn't she disarm him? She did, but then she gave it to Bo, right? No, she she no uh, gave it to Sabine. No, it went to it. Crap! Now I have to go back. But I'm pretty. So we we talked about it in chat, but it's definitely it's it definitely it's it's where it goes back to Maul. It goes back to Maul and the end of season six. Because because they went because Sabine found it in in Dathomir, mm-hmm. in the vault, and then she then handed it to Bo, and then somehow Bo loses it to Moff Gideon, and Moff Gideon gets disarmed by by Mando, but. Sabine didn't didn't give she didn't she willingly gave her the dark saber it wasn't beaten she wasn't beaten for it. Uh, this website that's on ranker.com has the list. So, okay. Oh, give me the breakdown. Dark saber, dark saber ended up in the hands of Previsla. We see that in Clone Wars leader Death Watch. Yep. Maul kills Previsla and rules Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Maul loses it in a duel with Dark Sidious but then gets it back. That's what, oh, that's what it was. 
Darksaber uh, gets stashed on Dathomir with the Night Sisters. Sabine finds it. Ezra uses the Darksaber to defeat the possessed Sabine. Sabine uh, trusted the blade to Kanan Jarrus for safekeeping, so she gave it to Kanan. Kanan gives it back to her and teaches her how to use it. Ursa Wren tried to give the Darksaber to Viceroy Garth Saxon, but Sabine Wren fortified her claim in combat. There it is. Sabine voluntarily gives up the Darksaber to Bo. Mm-hmm. Bo loses it when the Empire attacks in the Great Purge and gives it to Moff Gideon. And then we don't know him. that. We don't know if she gave it to him or she like lost it and he picks it up. Like we don't know how that yeah, entire transaction personal, went about. This section of her personal history is still murky. Do you foresee a flashback? I think so. They have to. They have to show that. But okay, so then so then we go back to this whole Darth Maul thing. So because Maul still has it, because he wasn't he was he wasn't it wasn't trial by combat. He just fight. Uh, also, that fight scene against against the Emperor is so awesome. Oh, with what his a, brother is. Oh nuts. my God, what a great fight! Um, anyways, so that's where it, so that's where it leaves off. So it's not Ahsoka. So it's well, no, it's so that it's it's still Maul. So then that means Obi Wan. That means Ben Kenobi. That means Darth Vader is technically. Maul lost in a duel with Darth Sidious, then recovered it. Darth Sidious <laughs> dashed on Dathomir. Sabine. So if so if Sabine, Maul dies... Okay, but here, so Maul's dead, and Gar Saxon has it at one point, and Sabine does take it from Gar Saxon in combat. So, that, when, so that means Sabine is still technically... But she, see, here's the whole property thing, though. Is like, Does it have to be while you're wielding it? Does it have to be that you die with it? Um, you know, what are the, what are the rules here? Like, what are the actual like rules of, of the, the passing of the dark saber? Because it can't, right. you can't willingly give it up, which is the one that, because we know that in, at the end of Mando season two, which is bullshit though, because Sabine willingly gives it to Bo and Mando tries to give it back to Bo. And she's like, Oh no, no, I can't take it. It has to be, it has to be the right way. According to Mandalorian, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, according to Mandalorian custom, one could only obtain the Darksaber by defeating the previous owner in combat. So that's Obi-Wan. They, should they have claimed it in any other way, their claim was considered illegitimate. However, when Bo-Katan received the Darksaber from Sabine Wren without the fight, she was accepted by other clans, an act that she would later be shunned for after the events of the Great Purge. At least one element of Mandalorian society, the Children of the Watch, believed that the Darksaber carries a terrible curse that would lead to the destruction of Mandalorian and its people if it was acquired outside of combat. So, essentially, they were willing to, to let the rules slide based on the crazy set of circumstances we discussed before. Bo's in charge, but then right. all of a sudden Death Watch's curse comes true because yeah. it wasn't one in combat. Yeah. So now I'm sure all the tribes are like, well look what happened and look mm -hmm. what they said so that is probably the major issue so that makes ben kenobi mandalore wait how right? does ben kenobi mandalore no because ben ben beat darth maul oh because technically darth maul would be go back to the rules whoever beats the wheel the the owner of well, the dark saber no. in combat mm -mm. it doesn't say that it has it doesn't say that he has to have it on him mm -mm. he's the owner mm -mm. of it you're wrong. You're missing a key point. Then Sidious would be the leader. But he got it back. He didn't get it but back he didn't... in combat. He steals it back. Sidious kicked his ass. So that makes Anakin. Then that would make Anakin. 
Not Anakin. That would make Sidious. No, that's what I'm saying. But Anakin kills Darth Sidious. But then so Luke means, kills Anakin. So Luke, Luke is. Oh <laughs> no! But then, Luke, but then Luke becomes a Force Ghost, so he's Eternal Mandalore. He is Mandalore the Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome, <laughs> dude! You should just literally tweet out right now. Luke oh Skywalker gonna, is Mandalore. Luke Skywalker is actually Mandalore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Listen to write to Star whole, Wars and Scotch. For I'm more. gonna have to do the whole breakdown too of like who it goes to, and then it no ends make them listen to the show. Oh, that's true. All right, this is a great cut right there. Perfect. Hey, social media person, this is it. This is the clip. Oh my god. Yeah. So I mean that that, but by, by law and what we said. Luke Skywalker is eternally Mandalore. Yeah, because you can't go kill him. <laughs> Somehow this will make it back to Dave Filoni, and he's just going to be sitting at his desk like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I hate this community sometimes. Um, I really so, hope we start a movement. Oh, my God. Luke Skywalker from Hashtag Mandalore. Hashtag Skywalker is Mandalore. Mark Hamill chimes in. <laughs> There's got to be somebody that went down this line. Yeah, there's Maybe. no way it's just us. Hold on. Do you need the dark saber in your possession? Oh, God. Is this your Google search term? To lose it, yeah. If you find something, uh, I'm going to be shocked. No, there's nothing about needing it in your possession. So I guess See? that's See, this area. is a gray area, dude. Yeah, so Luke Skywalker's Mandalore. Wow, that's intense. Um... Katie also had to say stuff about Bo. She said, anytime you have a goal and you succeed, I think you reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Additionally, it's funny because you always have to think about how you're interacting with Grogu. It's so specific. You have to make sure that you're not doing anything that says something different. Every single thing, every single interaction with Grogu is very, very thought out. So that means she's going to be seeing our little friend this season if she's the, like talking about it that much. We know that because she has that one scene where she looks to Grogu and she goes, oh, you thought your dad was the only Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. So I would assume I would assume he I, I think this entire season is going to be mainly Bo and and Mando together. I think Din. we're going to learn a lot more about Din and we're going to learn more about what happened to Bo at, during the purge and after the purge. And so I think these these two characters are going to be our primary focus with Grogu, of course, as the fun little sidekick. I think that's it's going to be a lot of Mandalore. It's going to be a lot of character development for Bo, and it's going to be a lot of exploration with Mando. Sabine, you think we'll see Sabine? I think we will get a nod to Sabine as a teaser. If we if we see a Sabine and a Hera show up, it would be a great teaser for ahsoka i'm just curious uh, if they introduce sabine because of ahsoka right and so like a sabine showing up on her own i think it would be kind of weird since we know well i mean like we the, we saw we saw ahsoka sabine and Hera together on that in, in the the leaked trailer so that's why i'm like I'm trying to figure out would it just be like Hera and sabine or just sabine going to mandalore well, because of like a call is is bo gonna put out a call to all mandalorians and have them come back to mandalore Sabine's mother is still alive, right? We don't know. Well, according to what we do know, we don't. We haven't seen her die. We have, she die right. We have no idea what happened during the purge, though. 
Yeah. And so I would assume Sabine could be used as a way to tell what happened. You know, you or Bo we'll or see... Bo telling Sabine or something. You think we'll see I know they'll reference it, but do you think we'll see anything retaining relating to the Duchess or um, a similar weapon or maybe new weapons developed from the technology they used to make the Duchess to combat Mandalorians? That's an interesting thought. I guess I really didn't think about it because the Duchess was destroyed and Sabine was the only person who knew how to make that. But the concept of like this weapon that could only hurt Beskar is, Mm -hmm. is, is, you know, something that I think the empire would have archived you know, made reports of, and you know, could their deep, their their deep R and D, like the like the like you know the black level stuff, they maybe they were working on it. You know, along with like the cloning and everything else, perhaps it would be interesting. It'd be an interesting take. You know, like at, but at that point, it's like it's like the the god weapon. You know, it's like that one weapon in the video game that you never want to see on the field because you're just gonna die right away. Um, yeah, that's the that's BFG the one and, uh, that's the one thing yeah. that I don't like about that weapon or those types of weapons in Star Wars is just like well you don't really have a great counter to it unless you have the special person who knows the special way to fix the thing like that the whole Duchess thing she Sabine goes and rewires it right and then it it, it actually goes against stormtroopers instead mm-hmm. um you know the Death Star you know nobody nobody could have killed the Death Star unless that special port was made there. And that's it, you know, like that. And that was a that was a weakness that was designed by uh, what's his, the the one doctor Galen from? Erso. Yeah, Galen Erso made that made that vent. So it's just like I don't know, like the super god weapons. They're a little cheesy in Star Wars. I, I hope we don't see it. The only thing I don't like about the super weapons is they constantly have to one up them. So we went from the Death Star to Star Killer Base to each Star Destroyer in from Exegol being able to have the same technology to destroy an entire planet. Yeah, so, they really made it nice and compact too. Yeah, after a while you're like, okay, let's can we just calm down with the super weapons? We don't need super super weapons, and then super 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 weapons yeah. just gets old. So here's a super weapon that can kill everyone. <laughs> And not destroy your planet. You if know, I push just... this button, everyone in every galaxy adjacent yeah. to this one in ours. Yeah, it's die. like the Thanos snap at that point. So, but why? Yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah, I, I could see them. You know, we see Scarif in Rogue One, so we do know that they they like their records in their archives. Yeah. Um, um, oh man. Yeah. There's a lot of like really fun little little nods to future projects in that scene when when she's going through <clears throat> she's going through all those files. The interdictor class ship is brought up. You know, it's a project. I forgot what the project's name is, but then you know, they make a call. They they actually have an entire episode in Rebels about it, which is great. Um, I just I just love shit like that. Like that's really cool, and it's always fun when people are like, "Do you remember?" And it's like from like five years ago, and it's like this one little clip, and then it's like in this show. I yeah, love no, that. That's, I think Filoni does a really good job with that. They do a really good job with that in the books too, like saying stuff in passing. There, you're like, I know that. You're like Leo on the couch, like I know that. <laughs> hey, I know that. <laughs> oh my god, I just got to a part in uh, uh, Shadows of the Sith where her huh? father's like, "We need to figure something out, and we have to hide her." And I'm like, "Oh god, here it comes." Oh god, <laughs> the deep dark depression is setting in. <laughs> I can't wait to start that book. Oh man, but yeah, the whole book you're just sitting there like son of a bitch, it's going to happen soon and I don't want it. So, uh, my Star Wars book reading as of late has been nothing but episode 1 of the Star Wars Gold series. Every ni- every night, 
every night Kyler oh, asks me to read episode one in the 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 gold series. And he has and today, this morning, he asked me to read episode five because he likes the Wampa. Oh. He really likes the Wampa. So he wanted to read the Wampa story. Maybe and he's so making that, like a new machete order and the way oh, you perhaps. watch your star. So I, I've, I've really got into the whole like audiobook like theme with him when I'm reading. So like I'll, I'll I, when we read episode one, I pull up the playlists for episode one and I go a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I hit <laughs> da, 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 and I read the whole thing. And then we get to when we get to Tatooine, I turn on Anakin's theme and. And it's really fun and light. And then we go back to Tatooine and Qui-Gon dies. So I have to play Duel of Fates. And then we get to the end and it's peace. And I have to play the da 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 So I, do, I give him a full theatrical experience when we're, when we're reading these Star Wars books. So I that, that, that has Hunter. been my reading as of late. It's just been that. Hunter has a bunch of Avengers books. And when we start them, I'm like da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> you goes, have to. Avengers! Yeah, and he grabs too. his Captain America shield and he's like, "I'm Simba." <laughs> we do that when we go to play PlayStation Two on, on the uh, the game. I'm like Hunter, and he goes, "What?" And then I'll play the music really loud. He goes, "I'm Simba," and he comes running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we're cool dads. Yeah, people. The Golden Books. You can get them on Amazon. They have Marvel. They have uh, Star Wars. The entire all nine movies. Um, you can also get, they have paperback short stories. There's two from the High Republic you can get for kids. Um, uh, something Race to Crash Tower or something. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, Buryaga's in it. Oh, fun. I love Buryaga. Oh, Burry. He makes me sad because he like has depression and PTSD. I don't know. I, I just love Buryaga. When does that book come out, by the way? The, the last one? The next one? The, the new High Republic book. Oh, when we go back in time? Yeah, Path of Deceit. That's it, right? I I don't know. Yes, Path of Deceit comes out on pre-order. Pre-order. I probably already pre-ordered on October fourth. October fourth. I need to. Okay. All right. I gotta get through. I gotta get through these books. (coughs) Did you? Did you? Have you started Brotherhood? Or no? You're still finishing. Have you finished Thrawn? I have no. I have six hours left of. Shadow of the uh, Perfect. Sith I'm glad that. that we're kind of like in the same place where we left off like weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, like it's not gonna good. Be. I don't. The only only reason why is I don't feel guilty. Oof. I don't have time to sit there and just. It's in the car, and like Saturday mornings. When it's I'm like short, like coffee. 15 minute bursts. Yeah, I just get a, enough of. Uh, although Lando's in the the Sith book, and is he trying? Is he trying to f- all the robots? I mean, his his ship is called the Lady Luck, dude. Like, oh my god. Hey, come on. come on, lucky lady. And he's talking about how his daughter's somewhere in the galaxy and he can't find her. Well, that was because she was taken by the Empire. Uh-huh. But, uh, but she's got tentacles like her mother. And I'm just waiting for him to be like, which daughter are you talking about? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Lando hey, nobody. Hey. Okay. Anyways. Should we talk? Should we talk about the sad thing now? Oh, I was gonna save it for the end and just Is really depress okay. ourselves. All right. Well, okay. What else do we have now to we get can... through before we talk about the sad stuff? We could. Well, we could talk about the the books since we're on the topic of books. Yep. Uh, the Princess and the Scoundrel uh, was announced. There's an excerpt from it, and we're gonna Ooh. get to see the wedding. Oh, of Leia and Han and Han. Oh, Han, Han. Do you think Luke's gonna be the best man or or Lando? I think he's gonna be the 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 officiant. 
Oh, yeah, because the Jedi can perform uh, wedding ceremonies. That's so that right. would make Lando the best. Or Chewie. Chewie would be the I best think, man. Yeah, I think Chewie would be a really nice. Oh, I, you know what? I think a flower, like if they want to have like a flower person, it could be like a Kowakian monkey lizard. That'd be, that'd, <laughs> no, that, would, that would end horribly. Yeah, that'd uh, be great. Chewie would be the best man. Lando, they'll put Lando in charge of the bachelor party. Lando would be busy trying to have coitus with all the... Hey, we're going to go to Narshada. <laughs> Narshada. <laughs> you yeah, know no, he probably all, says it some all, stupid all way. Of, all of Leia's uh, ladies joining her on the altar. Lando would be trying to court them all. Hey, ladies. Hey, ever been to Cloud City? <laughs> I'll take you there. Come, <laughs> come to my hotel room. <laughs> so when does this come out? This comes out... <sighs> I didn't even click it. When does it uh, come USA... out? Oh, I did click it. Uh... You can read the excerpt there. You want me to come read on. it? When does it come out? Do you want to read it? I, I, I don't know. Should I? Do it. It's really long. I don't want to. If you okay, want, cool. it, you know, if you guys want to hear oh. this, you want to go to the excerpt. It's USA Today. Paul, you could get uh, Tim to record it real quick for uh, your Patreon stuff. Oh, that's true. All right, there you go. Patrons, you, go. you will get a little extra from Tim this week as we build his audiobook resume. Therefore, in a couple of years, you can listen to Tim read an entire Star Wars book. I feel like that would be such a like a fun way to retire. You know, Just like we kind of like do the rare drop thing, you know, like, oh, I mean, I'm going to go record a book. And that's it. Just that's Tim my should day. do I want Tim to do the Lando book. Whatever book I want to do, I want to do, Lando. I want to do a uh, romance Star Wars novels, like sexual, well, like fan fiction. Yeah, like fan fiction. <laughs> All you right, you heard it here, you horny cult bastards. Send I, Tim your sexiest Star Wars fan fiction. <laughs> I think Disney was really is really missing a niche here. <laughs> Like, okay, like, let's think, though. Let's think about this. If the Leia and Han Solo book was a an adult romance novel, you could, like, really get into it, Kevin. Like, and then Han took out his blaster. You know? Stuff like that. People would, like, I, people, people would just, you know, they, they, their toes would curl for that. This is the cover I see. Is Quinlan Voss with his shirt oh open God. and rippling muscles <laughs> and a lightsaber in his hand, like brush painted with Fabio hair waving yeah, in the and wind. Yeah, and he has to be standing on a pile of dead stormtroopers. With really... some some woman in a white exactly. dress Exactly, like and she's like on hanging onto his leg. Yes. And looking up at him, and he's just like, ah. Yes. yes. And Quinlan with his quivering member. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh it's quivering. <laughs> Anyways, I, I really uh, think we're on to something here, Kevin. Adult Star down. Wars novel. I mean, Chapek's really into making money right now, so I feel like nothing's off the table. Because you've seen The Revolt this week. It's uh, Deadpool was added to Disney+. Plus. Why is that a bad thing? It's a great movie. The problem is... Okay, here's the problem. Parents don't put parental locks on their Disney Plus accounts. Well, I mean, I, I can understand it because, not, because you can watch Deadpool or Dino Ranch. They're both in Ds, so... Like, you know, you, your kiddo could click the wrong thing, and the next thing you know, he's watching Deadpool blow people's heads off. I get yeah. that. And so is it, really okay, so, 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 I'm going to get chat riled up here. Is it up to Disney, or is it up to the parent? 
I think it's up to the parent, but I do think in a case like this, Disney should be making sure that they're advising parents completely on parental control. So then controls. I think what should happen is the parental control should natively be on for Disney Plus, but then it prompts an adult on how to quickly turn it off. I haven't I haven't taken I haven't set up a new account in three years or two yeah. years, whenever we got Disney Plus. So I have no idea how it works now. But it did ask me when I signed up when I made the new account, is this a kid's profile? But when you put stuff out like that, you may want to send out an email. You may want to like click on so. a profile and put a reminder in the UI that when, says like, "Is this a kid's profile?" We when they first sure. started introducing adult material, rated R movies, they I remember getting the pop up on Disney Plus telling me that I needed to go into the parental controls and deactivate it if I wanted to watch that. So I think I I really I really think that it was turned on. For these accounts, like I think Disney tried to do the best that they could with their streaming service because at the same time, it's their IPs. They don't want it. They, they want those things to be up. I'm sure there's contractual obligations for it to be somewhere, all those things. So, like, I don't know. I don't understand why people have to be upset about that. But I get it. I understand. Well, I mean, if your kid watched 20 minutes of Deadpool, you'd probably be upset. Yeah, but you I, blame yourself or Disney. Yeah, but I mean, if your kiddo is old enough to work the TV... You might, I'm just saying, you might want to just, you know, put a little bit of extra time into making sure that they're good. I mean, my three-year-old knows how to navigate to Fancy Nancy if you get her into her profile. Yeah, you made a profile for her. Right, they both have kids' profiles. Yeah. You and I are also, like, a little bit above board when it comes to how tech works. Yeah, that's true. So it's expected. And I'm even worse than you, so. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, we get to see their their wedding. I really hope Chewie's the best man now. I didn't even think of that because it's Han and Chewie. It's Han and Chewie. What if? Okay, what if Han and Chewie are actually secret lovers? I don't like that. I'm really, I'm really just trying You're to really just driving I'm, back into. I'm the really going into this adult fiction. into the adult fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. No. Mm-mm. I bet you someone out there does. I bet you it already exists on the internet. Oh. Isn't that a rule? Isn't it for the internet? Yeah. Is that if you think it's if you think that it's a porn, it probably is a porn. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it's it's correct. Um, what's the number of that rule, Paul? I can't remember what it is. Rule something. Rule Rule thirty (laughs) four. Rule thirty four. So weird. That's creepy as hell. Anyways, Um, I guess the adult fiction just keeps me happy because. I'm still zero. Yeah, but so. there's websites for that. I keep telling you, that's not something that like you're like break you can popularize these existing fan sites. If that's right what price. you're into. Yeah, for the right price. Anyway, there you go. Tim will read your Star Wars erotic <laughs> right. fan fiction for the right price. Five dollars. It's out there. Five oh. I was gonna try and help. I really need to know. I really need to figure out my self worth. Yeah, you Ugh. shouldn't have blurted that out. That's a problem now. <laughs> Here is the proof where he said five dollars, Your he Honor. Five. Anyways, uh, so the Ahsoka cast teased uh, Sabine's mistakes and Ahsoka's mindset. <clears throat> also comes from Star Wars News that there have been two instances where Ahsoka uh, shows up on a mission. You see how she's interacting with folks, but you don't really get her per se. Even fans who've lived with her for so long don't know where she's at in this journey. Yeah, we have no idea where she's going to be in the show. Like. We keep speculating, but that's this is all new ground. 
And Ahsoka's also changed as a as a person. Is she Fulcrum at that point, by the way? She was okay, so she was Fulcrum during Rebels. Did she, she is now, remain she is, Fulcrum after Rebels? That's my question. I think people just referred to her as Ahsoka at that point. She was Fulcrum because she was hiding from the Inquisitors. She was trying I to know. help the she was trying to help the rebels at the same time. So she's as less in to... hiding now and she's more wandering. Oh, dude, she's out. Yeah, she's out and about flashing her lightsaber because Luke's there. Like the Emperor the Emperor's dead. Darth Vader's gone. There's no like there's no bad there's no bad for it's them to fight. Dead. He's not actually dead. Oh, shut Kevin, at that moment in time, everyone thought he was dead. Actually, his spirit was living on Exegol. Not in the Shadow of the Sith book because his son keeps talking about how his father's still alive. Everybody knew. I mean, like, well, so a lot of people still thought he was alive because during Operation Cinder, he was using those, he was using those, those robots, the spec, whatever those spectral guys were called. Um, Sentinels. There we go. He was using the Sentinels to. Those things uh, are so creepy. They're super creepy, dude. They're super creepy. Everyone thought he was still alive, um, but that was a part of Operation Cinder was to still feed that lie that he was still out and about. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. She's not. So yeah. So anyways, she is. She's definitely more of like the um, the way see, the wayfinder. She's definitely like more of like that that gray Jedi. She's kind of just like she's trying to. F I think she's. She's figured out what she's supposed to do. So I think, I don't know mentally. I think mentally she's accepted where she is, in, like her place in the world. Um, she she doesn't have to worry about, you know, the Je like the Jedi Order, like all of that, all of that, like the nasty stuff from her past is is gone. And yep. now it's just trying to to save someone. But I don't know. I still am very concerned as to how Thrawn works into all of this. Um so she she definitely seemed a little unhinged when she was interrogating. I forget who who that officer was but when she was interrogating the woman that yeah. she fought on the bridge with the Beskar staff. Like In she seemed a little unhinged. She seemed a little little off. So I'm I'm really curious to see like what like what type of like PTSD she's gone. I mean like look at Obi Wan right. I mean like Ahsoka fought through all that stuff, but she also went through a lot of shit. So I'm really curious to see if they if they lean into any of that and just like her the things that she had to do to survive. She also lived longer than Obi Wan and has gone through more bullshit. So that's what I'm saying. Like she like I think there's a lot like like Cassian. She had to do things that she probably wasn't proud to do as you know someone who grew up in the ways of the Jedi and then had and then she found out a lot of that was a lie. But you, you also see like in the book, right? In the Ahsoka book, she still kind of deals with that of like, you know, I, I was taught one way, but I feel like I have to go another. So yeah. I, I feel like they're going to continue to lean into that more. Because she, she's um, lost. She's really lost. Like she didn't get to complete her training. A lot of this was, was her figuring it out on her own. Um, she was close to it though. Cause the whole point of their discussion was Anakin said, she's ready to undertake the trials and you know, she kind of yeah but i mean like there's away. still there's still so much more to learn right you know like even even when anakin was no longer like a a padawan to obi-wan he still still learned so much from obi-wan right i mean they still had all of these adventures together and so like ahsoka's been on her on her own for so long um she had to, to continue developing and training her skills on her own unless this is the one thing that i'm really curious on is what happened when anakin died and he becomes the Force Ghost. Does he go and visit Ahsoka? Does he does he start to teach Ahsoka 
things to carry her on on her path to whatever she's doing. I'm not going to answer that because you need to read Shadow of the Sith. Okay. These are these are just questions that I'm just trying to figure. Like I'm trying to think of what After they're going to do. After you get to a certain part in that book, which you will know when it is. Now that I said that, uh-huh. I want to hear your feedback on Anakin as a Force ghost. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. That's it. I would have actually loved to dive into this with Chaco, but you didn't read it yet. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. wait. Hold on. Do you think his soul is bound to Andor to to the Forest Moon of Endor? No. Okay. It's not that. It's not that. It's okay. you couldn't guess it if you tried. Like okay, so because like that's where my mind went right away is that he's a Sith ghost and that his he's 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 yeah. locked he's locked to the forest moon because that's where they burned his body. Okay, no, no, good. it doesn't. It doesn't retcon anything. It just introduces a new element to him. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. Uh, uh, there was something about Sabine too. There. Oh yeah. Sabine is so fearless and brave with so much grace, but she still has flaws. She's making mistakes, and it's very high stakes in this galactic war to make mistakes. Um, and then the final quote from there is, it's, this show is great for people or audiences who've seen Rebels, uh, but we've got a standalone chapter as it is. So it, much like the rest of Star Wars, if you've seen Rebels, you'll get more out of this. If you haven't, you'll still probably enjoy it. So. But you've got time. You have time. You should go watch just like the really awesome episodes of Rebels. There's lots of fillers. Um, so you can definitely find like the must watch episodes for uh, for Rebels. But it's really it's an easy watch. It's really easy to binge. It's it's like 25, 30 minute long episodes. Like they're fantastic. And I, I think I think you get if to you, meet some of the best characters. Yeah. And Wars. I think I think you I think you will really appreciate the journey uh, you'll see like where they're going, especially like like with some of the books you see tie-ins and even just like the overall just direction and feel of Star Wars really starts to get laid out in in Rebels. And so like it's it's funny, but because you, you can also tell like you can tell that Rebels was going one way and the cinematic universe is going another. And, and so now they're kind of like course correcting and they're they're bringing cinematic back into into the shows and everything else. So now it's starting to feel more cohesive and it's it's feeling like just one nice long story yep that's how star wars does storytelling all right we're gonna end it with the uh the horrible news from yesterday how the Uh, fuck can you can a video game that's been been in the works for three years how did they they not give any type of design direction or anything within the development of three years Jason Schreier broke the news yesterday for for Bloomberg, um, but Star Wars The Republic game pause amid the studio shakeup. Now, I'm not going to read the whole article, but basically Aspire let go of two key personnel um, from the Austin studio, uh, and they were working on this game. So as of right now, according to Jason's report, the game is suspended indefinitely, which is such a blow to so many folks because you had probably a large chunk of folks who were like man i can't wait to experience it with the current gen technology yeah and a new generation like my kids and tim that were like you're gonna get to experience for me one of the greatest stories ever told in star Wars in video games in my opinion i got shit yesterday from my friends because i was like you know, this is next to Link to the Past. This is probably one of the greatest video games of all time for its time. If you go back and play it now, it's up. Oh, it has not aged shit. well at all. It does not. But feel the game like the itself, game you played. in the early two thousands, it was, was like, awesome. 
creme de la creme. So for that purpose, like just the disappointment is all over the place for so many people. I have a feeling that if Aspire can't get the job done, EA will move it to a new studio because I don't think EA can suffer the loss of this not coming out. And I don't no, think this, Lucas... But EA doesn't have... EA is not... This was going to be the first Star Wars game release that wasn't under the EA publishing You're right. IP. Lucas won't... Lucas would probably move it to another studio at that point. I don't think they want to suffer the blowback of this just like... It all, uh, I think the hard thing about that, it comes down to... The tech that they're using to develop this game, is it Unreal? Is it something that they can easily It's port? Unreal 5. And that's great. Then if it's Unreal 5, then it'll be really easy. The problem, I just, I don't, how is it that, and I, I, I have been a part of game development cycles. I don't understand how anyone from Lucas Games or, or Lucas Proper didn't say no to anything. Because I, I know, I know from, from, working with the Battlefront team, that they had multiple iterations of, like, uh, is, it, is it Doug Chen? Chang? Mm -hmm. He he went there, and he's and he would be like, nope, not right. Nope, have to, re no, let's do it this way. Like, so I don't, what were they doing in those three years before they even, or I guess two years before they announced that it was coming? And then they had an entire year after that, and then they gave him a demo, and they're like, no. How does that work? Jason at the end of the article talks about how Saber Interactive was announced as like the co-developer um, for the project. So um, the folks he spoke to at Aspire, some of them believe that Saber just might take the project on in totality. I just like it, it, it's crazy that the the art director is gone because like now you have no visual lead on 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 how to develop this game so and that's it's so important to this it's game it's massive and so it's just it's really concerning and it's just so frustrating that they they waited so long to make this decision also uh, this is the second art director they fired in the 3 years that's nuts man that just so so to me that sounds like Aspire is having just some serious internal problems. That sounds like they keep taking it to Lucas, and Lucas is like, no, this is shit, fix it. Like, Yeah, but then that's up to Lucas to for, to show them or tell them what to do. No, it's up to Aspire. Lucas has to approve it. The whole point of outsourcing it is that you're not making the game. It's your IP, so you have final say as to what leaves the, the door. So if they're going into a meeting and saying, like, here's what we have. What do you think? Here's the test demo, blah, 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 blah. And Lucas is like, this sucks. If they can't nail it, then do it, it again. Like, Lucas essentially is the the end-all, be-all, the client. Yeah, of course. They, si they sign the off client, on it. But, yeah, they yeah. sign off on it. It's just, it's crazy that they waited that long to say no and to and to put it on the back burner. Like, that's just so frustrating. Yeah. So, so, now, we, so now we have... So where does that leave the old Republic as far as, you know, being canon? You know, we're still in this whole, like, the old Republic technically doesn't exist right now. And we are just only in the High Republic. Uh, we do know that certain characters from Old Republic are canon. You know, we talked, you know, you, you said they've mentioned Revan multiple times. Uh, but, like, that's it. How, like, all they do is they mention a character. We know that his, you know, his, his lightsaber was released last year in the Black Series. Uh, they released uh, his his action figure. They continue to drop Darth Revan over and over and over again, but we still have no groundwork. We have no foundation 
for the old republic and and what's frustrating with that and i actually tweeted um paris yesterday because he was talking about uh like instead of he his tweet was instead of remaking knights old republic let's just get knights the old republic three and i was fine with that the problem with that though is that then we have no tie into the high republic if if knights the old republic isn't canon then how do we get to the older? How do we get to the High Republic? And the, I think the Old Republic game was going to set the foundation and the groundwork for how we go from old to high. And so, I, and so now we are still left with this. Okay, we have an entire chunk of Star Wars that is just missing now. I don't know the intricacies in full detail, but I can tell you this: I don't think it would be this huge thing for Disney to turn around and be like. Guess what? The MMO and Coder 1 and 2 are canon. And then Coder 3 is now canon. What I think they wanted to do is tweak some stuff that maybe hasn't aged well or maybe doesn't tie into their plans for other stuff they had in the future. And that's why they were going to tell their own version of the story. So I I think that's what was taking place. But um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It, it feels to me like we will get this game it just might be an eclipse situation where it's like summer of 2028, you know? Uh, and that's what I don't want because I don't want to be, you know, really old, really old, trying to justify <laughs> dumping 50 hours into a video game in a week. Um, I can do it now. I can do it right now. Let me have it right now, please. When you retire, you're going to be in for a rude awakening, my friend. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, at least we have survivor to look forward to. You know, we still we still have that. It's that just, leaked. That's this year, isn't it? I don't. Leak, or is it next year? They haven't released a. It leaked. It did it. You can. I. I think you can. I think you can favorite. You can favorite something on Steam now. Fiverr has a potential release date. Somebody leaked it. I think it would be next year. It's twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. It would be. It would. Oh, oh man, would it be? Would it be holiday twenty twenty three? There's no way they'd wait a whole nother year, would they? Unless they uh, really want to work out this whole, like, who's who's the guy in the tube. It could be the summer October uh, release date, because you could do your final trailer at, at um, Celebration in April, and then hit your September. They did that They did that for Battle... They did that for Jedi Fallen Order, and I think... Fall, when did Fallen Order came out? In October. Yeah, so I guess that would work. It was like October-ish, I think. So maybe we'll do that again. We'll see. All right. I'm just sad, dude. I'm really, I'm really disappointed. I was, I was really in my head. I, and I, I had this, this perfect game of like, it's going to be Jedi Fallen Order combat. It's going to be the open world. It's going to be like this, the vastness of, of, you know, old, of, of old Republic, you know, of Kotar on steroids. It just felt like the perfect game. It just felt it's like the perfect the- Jedi game. It was going to be the Star Wars version of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that. that's what we were getting. But and I don't know if we'll get it. Uh, we're just a bunch of whiny gamers on this podcast, I guess. <laughs> I really love video games, and I love Kotar. It's such a great game. And I'll never forget getting to go to the Bioware studio in, in Canada. And I went up to Edmonton. And I got to meet the original, like some of the original creators of Kotar. I just like I shook their heads. I, like, I just want to say thank you because I played Kotar I in the back of my mom's van 
going up and down the East Coast one summer. So thank you so much. And they thought it was the funniest thing. I was just like, you, you have no idea how much that game meant to me. If you're patient and you can deal with like a, a, a clunky combat and things like that, because back in the day, it, was, it wasn't old and dated. Now it would be. But if you are patient yeah, and you want to experience the story, download it for your tablet. Like play it there. Don't play it yeah. on a console. There is controller support on Steam, but you do need third-party software to make it work. Because the PC version is still, yeah, it's still the native version of the game. See, like but it's all you, that stuff and just the pacing keeps me from wanting to stream it because I know the I would get bored. Because I'm playing two on Switch, which is better when it comes to the systems and, and whatnot, but the pacing is still like pause combat. Q moves. Yeah, dude. Like, I want to do button. like, I, yeah, I don't like turn based combat anymore. I'm just like, it's not for me. Like, I want to, I want to feel it. I want to be able to, because I've had those, I think it's because I've had those experiences. And, and what was different when Kotar came out was that there wasn't a lot of games on the console that you could play that would give you the, the, the lightsaber experience. There was Jedi Academy and then there was the, um, not Shadows of the Empire. What was the, what was the other one with the guy? With Kyle Katarn? With, with, with Katarn. There's one where you... I actually I remember playing the demo of it on a piece... Because I got it from PC Gamer Magazine. It was a demo of, of one of his games. And you're third person. And the mission is you land on you land on a, an Imperial base. And you kill a bunch of stormtroopers. And you get into a... Dark a, Forces? A, I think that's it. Yep, that sounds right. So yeah, it was... I think that's Dark But forces. Kotar was my first Star Wars game that I played. Um where you could use a lightsaber and like so for me like that level of combat was like so exhilarating like the idea of like being able to change the kyber crystal color or going into the cave and picking it out like all that stuff that was so exciting at the time but now after playing so many star wars games and having like all of those like up-to-date experiences that you'd expect just for me i have a hard time wanting to go back and do it the old way so if you if you have EA Play or EA Play Pro, especially on PC, you can go play all the old Star Wars games. They're all in there. Um, it, they got Republic Commando in here, Jedi Knight Academy, oh, Dark Forces what a great One, game, Two, dude. Rebel Assault, uh, Empire at War was my game. That was the Command and Conquer. Oh, that uh, was a fun game. That I used to play that and the Lord of the Rings one battle from there the was Lord a there like, was a Clone constantly. Wars there was a Clone Wars version of that there was an RTS that I remember playing that was all Clone Wars based, uh, which was super fun. And then we started getting into Battlefront. Oh, it might have been yeah. Oh, oh, you might be right. Yeah, I think it might have been an expansion. Yeah, and then the but, MMO is is free if you just want to like kind of run through the story and not do all the MMO stuff. So I mean, there's plenty of stuff to to play, but again, it just sucks that. You know, something that was so highly anticipated is just shitting the bed. Well, hopefully our kiddos will get to experience it at some point. <sighs> and our grandchildren at this rate. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 92 of Star Wars and Scotch. Uh, we appreciate you. As always, you can check out timfb.gg slash darkness429 Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. ish Eastern. Uh, you can check about Darkness429 everywhere on the Internet, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, you name it. Tim is there. Everything I do is on rarejoff.co. If you want to follow me on Twitter, Kevin X Vision, KMagic101 on Instagram. Uh, and we will see you next week for episode 93. Do we have a guest next week, Paul? Or is it just... Uh, nope. Running it through. Running it through. We'll be one week closer to Andor. Yay. You all have... 
You all have a wonderful, wonderful week. We will see you next week. And as always, may the force ever serve you. Always? That's what the Sith say. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.